Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Trend is the Mind Killer, uh, which is apparently a quote from Dune, which I watched this weekend and did not remember. Uh, but there's a lot of... It's... Um, <laughs> I did not remember. <laughs> I, I'm Jack. You are Miles. Yes. Uh, we'll get to my thoughts on Dune uh, after the break. Tease. Oh. Uh, um, but... Bing. I will say what one thing I, I kind of wish I watched it on HBO Max because uh, I understood probably every other thing that people said mm. um, because uh, I'm old, maybe. Um, but I watched it in IMAX and that screen is big. Okay. Uh, all right. Rolling Stone, though, is trending um, yep. because they have dropped a new piece of reportage uh, about how the organizers of the January 6th rally uh-huh. say they worked closely with, uh, sorry, I'm going to put on my glasses here, uh-huh. M- members of Congress? Uh, are or, you for real? Do, they, um, do we have names? Oh, yeah, we have names. <laughs> uh, it's all the people that you saw out loud saying the shit up until and including the day of the insurrection attempt and all that other shit. Mm. Um I mean, you know, it's this piece is getting a lot of, uh, you know, attention because it's like naming saints like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar, Lauren, Lauren Boebert, Mo Brooks, Madison Cawthorn, Andy Biggs, Louis Gohmert, that they were all saying that, like, apparently there are certain things like they're alleging that Paul Go- Gosar may have told people that there would be blanket a blanket pardon from the White House for the organizers. So it's like little details coming out, but not so much in the fact that I think a lot of people like, you know, when you look at this piece, you saw how they were communicating and organizing in the open already. So it's not that much of a shock, like when you read these names and it's also kind of falling short of, like we said, even with the other stuff, as it relates to the January 6th stuff, like we're never going to find like the golden receipt of a voicemail that is just articulating every single bad thing that happened. So, you know, a lot of people are, you know, reading this and being like, oh my God, there's some texture to this, but there doesn't seem to be anything quite pushing past the limits of things we had never heard before. There's a lot of stuff talking about what's going on in the January 6th committee, um, but not quite to that point where it's like, oh my goodness me, like this is, this is, this is unassailable evidence. Speaking of texture, do they have any texts? Because I feel like these old ass dudes are probably like unaware that texts last and can be used as evidence um yeah i think again you know because this is this isn't necessarily coming like giving us everything that is known within this committee i'm sure there's a lot of stuff that they are sitting on and trying to figure out how they're gonna you know message it or reveal but um i think you know when you see all these people who are like oh these people need to resign i'm like well it's the same we're dealing with the same information we had like publicly Mm -hmm at least yeah yeah. so yeah as much as i was like this is it is this it i'm like "Eh, eh, eh." there's some there's some kind of new stuff but again no golden receipt Mm. because it ain't gonna happen yeah i mean it does it does seem like they're consistently pretty stupid about leaving messages like just that the uh and maybe maybe i'm more conflating trump with his supporters in congress and enablers in congress but like his uh what he did with the like the the impeachment trial gives me faith that there there might be receipts like the more yeah. i think about it cuz uh just kind of straight up oblivious about any any sort of evidence collection or even yeah. that what they're doing is wrong 
I think there's just like this other thing too. Like it's not, it's more so like what is needed for people to understand the severity of it because mm. it's, it's not enough for a lot of people to be like, they were talking to people who were organizing the rally and like coordinating, like yeah. already seeing that as like just gross misconduct that like yeah. it's mo in its most optimistic view. Like it's like to the point where I'm sure people are like, God, if we only had a thing that said, Donald Trump, tell me to do Mike Pence and get make Gallo and then I will overturn election, go to these windows because weaker, I, op I left the door unlocked. Like it's not going to be like that. Um, I think it's a lot of people knowing and probably smart enough to know like, well, look, that's going to be an interesting mix of, you know, paramilitary groups that are going to be there as well. Maybe they'll figure it out. Wink, 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 wink. Mm, so, mm. you know, and I think to look for the smoking gun or like receipts like that is a very narrow way of kind of looking at the event. thinking about but, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. The world series is set uh, and we're all excited. Yeah. Uh, right. I can speak for all of us. The I mean, you know, I, credit to the braves you know we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't get it done when we had yeah. the sticks in our hands that's for sure and, and you know shout out to we have a lot of braves fans uh that we work with so i'm oh, nice. glad you know y'all have something to you know yeah cheer for uh and i just do hope you y'all beat the brakes off the fucking astros please please yes yeah that's all absolutely in that, that is, sense i'm like i'm fully with y'all please you have please one destroy job. the astros win just yeah. win. Just win. Man. We just woke up from the coma and we're telling you, just win. <laughs> um, the, yeah, fuck the Astros. Who is rooting for the Astros other than the people of Houston? The people inside that stadium. Um, yeah. I mean, look, there's a lot of Stros fans out there, but no, yeah. For sure. As yeah. it comes down in this town, nah, you don't want that. My mind was made up when they were heading to the eighth inning of the Dodgers uh, Braves, you know, the game where they knocked the Dodgers out and they started playing Outcast. And I think it was like the first off the first album. And yeah. like when Andre was rocking the Braves gear, like what before he really felt comfortable enough to show the world who he is. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta's a fucking cool town. Well, at first it was like playing country. I remember one of the breaks, they'd come back and it was country. And I'm like, nah, man, play ATLians. And they're like, here. now throw your hands in the a -er. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, they deserve <laughs> yeah. something. I can't deny that at all. But yeah, um, I knew I knew it was wrong when Mookie Betts couldn't do shit. I was like, it, if we can't, if everyone's going to be like goose, big old goose eggs, there's yeah. just, there was no chance. And I, part of me was like, mathematically, people are due for something. Like you can't go zero and three, zero and four. Like you got it. You'd probably imagine one hit or something, and when that wasn't happening, especially with man looking at the bases being all... anyway. Yeah, that was tough. That was a tough one. Shouts um, to the Braves. Do the damn yeah, thing. Do it. And uh, Alec Baldwin is trending. There are reports coming off the set about how there were walkouts ahead of the day the shooting occurred about gun safety specifically. Yeah. So as a producer uh on the movie uh specifically a producer who's on set like for the whole thing like that it seems like there there might be some culpability uh, yeah especially like when too there's like you know the gun wrangler seem like there are question marks about that person and you know not doing everything above board again just such a preventable death and this you know woman's life is taken tragically and leaving behind a family it's yeah, it's all it's bad, awful. but you know, 
you can count on Donald Trump Jr. to not give a fuck about anything about that because Alec Baldwin is also trending because he's hawking shirts that say something like guns don't kill people. Alec Baldwin kills people. Donald Trump um, Jr. is not Alec Baldwin. Donald Trump Jr. is, yes, hawking these shirts. That yes. would be bad taste for Alec Baldwin. Yeah, if he was. Uh, but something would about it be like, this is so weirdly opportunistic and American that right. somehow it tracks. Yeah. But yeah, um, that's that's what they're leading with on the right over there so that's the hot piece of merch today is to you know uh completely trivialize a woman's tragic death yeah uh all right let's take a quick break and we'll be right back and we're back and it's time for my uh very lukewarm take on dune which is that I wish I saw it on HBO Max, first of all, like I mentioned. Where did you see it? I saw it at uh, the Chinese theater and the IMAX screen. Oh, shit. Yeah. It was was kind of cool. That must have been at least a visual experience, even though I know you're saying you long for HBO Max, but shit, large format's cool. From 10 to after midnight, you know, I was was feeling ambish. And uh, it was, you know, I'm too old for that shit. But that is a cool theater. I hadn't really been in there in a long time. And uh, it's it's cool. I just walked around in the theater like a lost kid uh, for a little while. Dune is a very cool looking movie. It's a little on the slow side if you're uh, expecting like nonstop action. It is hard to hear. So, you know, if you see it in theaters, just uh, have better hearing than me, I guess. Mm. But the thing that... I think like put me in the wrong mind frame for the movie is that I watched like five trailers before it and it was like Moonfall. It was uh, the Eternals. It was the new Spider-Man movie. And mm-hmm. they all like have this same, like, I don't know. It's like the world is ending. Wah! Like all, mm-hmm. all that inception shit. And the uh, Dune soundtrack is by Zimmer and is very Inception-y. And okay. uh, I don't know, it just felt like my first thought heading into the movie was like, damn, we're just making the same movie over and over again now. That's like all we watch. And then Dune kind of felt a part of that. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to check it out. I, I, I've never read the book, books or however many lists, works of literature there are, but I have a few just hardcore Dune people that I know and hearing them over the years always complain about the lack of a good Dune movie has just been like, I've just reduced their personalities to that one quote. And so over the weekend, I was like, so, or no, fucking on like Friday morning, because I knew they were catching that Thursday night HBO Max thing, like the second Mm -hmm. it was available. And most people were like, you know, I can't, I can't lie. Like I kind of needed that. They did it right. They did it right. So it's interesting to see the perspectives from fans and also non-fans so I'm, I'm curious to see what i think of it when i check it and out. also the elderly like me um yes of course i i feel like dune heads uh as they're called mm-hmm. are gonna be uh mad because like i will say it's the best version of those like movies where there's like giant scale and the like worlds are ending and like shit is blowing up it's just that because i saw a bunch of like you know, appetizer size versions of like the the cheaper version of that, right? Like, heading up to it, it kind of fucked it up for me. But I don't know. It's also like something people. I wish I kind of had a better sense of heading in. Is that it is 
the first it's a, it's the first half of a movie like it's uh it's not like the you you get to the midpoint of the story at the oh at the are there end gonna the be movie. multiples yeah there's gonna be a second one i believe um, oh shit okay then that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. could you imagine but, just leave it there They're like all right doom right <laughs> uh but it and i mean it says it up top it's like part part one or whatever but it like a lot of times part one still has the structure of a like traditional screenplay and i felt like this was you know it had that but it also was just a little bit left a lot, uh, hanging. Left a lot hanging hey but that's how you know i think that's maybe the that's how they want to honor the material there you go hertz is trending because they ordered 100,000 Teslas to electrify their fleet. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. It's, it's got the markets thinking a lot. I mean, that's like, it was like whoa, 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 they just, they just got 100,000 of these Teslas. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, I, I don't know. I guess that's probably a better move for Tesla because it means more people will interact with their cars uh, than anything. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and also sure great for the environment to have uh, to electrify your fleet damn though can you i can see some people fucking up a tesla though like <laughs> like being, driving it yeah. driving a car and then not knowing like it's electric and then you're like trying to like you're like what the fuck just How, pouring gas where, where, do I, where do i plug it in like because uh, that would confound me um but tesla's also in the news too because like they they re they released some like uh fully you know uh automated hands-free driver shit and then like within a few like 36 hours like oh we actually have to take that down it's in beta it's uh it's doing some weird right. stuff doing some weird stuff doing some weird stuff yeah Te i mean teslas are very safe for the people inside of them uh but as long know, as they're driving them as long as they're driving computer they are like one solid piece of uh you know as opposed to other cars which are like a bunch of different parts like kind of woven together uh the bottom of a tesla is like the bottom of a bumper car it's just one big battery um, so that keeps you safe, but the fact that like we're now putting a bunch of people in experiences that are brand new to them, and it's like the very first time you ever drive a Tesla, it's like the main thing you get is like, holy shit, this thing goes from zero to eighty in like a second. Yeah, uh, just like as fast as you want to go, uh, that that will it will do that for you. Um, I can only imagine so, what happens when you layer that on top of not giving a fuck tourist right, driving way that yeah you know oh. what i mean that's because i'm telling you i did the worst driving of my life in rental cars oh yeah like bending oh. corners like burning out like i almost fucking flipped a mustang uh <laughs> that i rented mustang is such a just they always try and upcharge up upsell you with the mustang or they also just have extra spare mustangs hanging around there like, you want a mustang man at the time i got rear-ended so I, my car was in the shop so the insurance like the other person's insurance was paying for it when i got there they're like oh is this a rental car like yo dude I'm a, he's like you want a mustang and i'm <laughs> like i'm like i don't know it's like it's a gt and i'm like i don't really drive he's like no nah, you're gonna here take it it's a convertible dude they're gonna love it and i remember they're gonna love it bro i pulled out and i was like oh shit this thing is noisy and like got a lot of pep to it and i i on this one turn, I was like, fuck it. Let's go Fast and Furious. I spun this fucker like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> and like, because I was not respecting anything about the car. And I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. I have to remember Ooh. my life is also hanging in the balance. Yeah. And finally, John Mulaney was trending for reasons that I did not bother to look into. Uh, but yeah. we will live on this show because it's uh, something with Olivia Munn, uh, John Mulaney's relationship 
they're expecting. Uh, people were really invested in this relationship and his past relationships. Where where are we at, Miles? Why so, is John Mulaney trending? It's trending because, again, this is from Us Weekly, so take it with three canisters of Morton salt. An insider has some goss, okay, that things are shaky, quote, an unknown future, because, quote, the relationship is imperfect. Now, if you look at the timeline, right, they started dating in May, uh, and, you know, remember she was, like, putting it out there to the universe and shit, uh, so she, she's, she got with him in May, and then in September, uh, they announced that they were having a baby, uh-huh. and now we're here at the end of this month, and this, like, stories coming out they said quote this has been an imperfect relationship from the start um and they go on to say this is the insight this is the quote from them fully quote olivia and john still have to decide what kind of future they're going to have together if any it's a time of uncertainty for both of them the parents to be are quote a long way from deciding and locking in what their relationship is going to be going forward now i can see this being total bullshit and i can also see this being total truth uh so it's it's a it's a pick your pleasure situation for the reader because yeah that seems like a very accelerated timeline for a relationship yeah. um especially for someone who's in recovery and you know going from not daddy to daddy real quick um i'm sure can be very jarring shit it's jarring for people who like make the decision to have children um so yeah i don't know i i hope i i don't know i yeah. Good luck, I guess. Yeah. The parenthood thing can be can be cool with early in recovery. My wife had our first child uh in my first year of recovery and that's been great, but the whole newness of it is tough, man. That's a that's right. a tough thing to you, you know, they say you're not supposed to end a relationship, start a relationship in your first year of recovery unless it's like super toxic or whatever. Unless but, like she's um, super hot and like you got a ton of money. Right. I think it actually says uh, unless, unless they're it's super month. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I don't know the the obsession. Like there, there does seem to be a weird parasocial thing with him, uh, with like his fans because he uh, has that kid next door like energy in his stand up and seems very right. relatable. Um, so I don't know. Hopefully, people just leave him alone uh, to yeah. let him work it out. That'll just, probably like, look, happen. If look, if the relationship's in L, like don't. If, yeah. if you're going to learn anything from like these documentaries about like other celebrities and the role the media plays and making their lives like exponentially harder, like whatever. But yeah, people clearly this relationship specifically has a, like a lot of like this could be us, but you play in energy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, those are uh, some of the things that are trending here on Monday afternoon. We are back tomorrow with a whole last episode of the show. Until then. Be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Get the vaccine. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye.